Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Some noises in the background, which I believe is Helen Monk. What are you making, Helen Monk? I'm so sorry. I'm trying to put my uh, re- my compost bin has just completely fallen apart in my hand. Right. So I was very <laughs> quietly trying to scoop all of the like slightly half digested food into a new bin. I'm you really mean sorry. The, bi- the biodegradable plastic bag. Yeah, it's has... biodegraded. Oh yeah. It's how long this has been. Oh, and it's all leaking. Oh mate, I can almost smell it from here, and it gives off a very strong concentrated bin stench, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Mm. Anyway, sorry about the gross background noises. It's probably not going to help with Dave's hangover, to be honest, which we know about because of... So thanks to the magic of social media, Dave. Very much like if you leave a uh, a pet and you go out to work all day. Some people like to leave cameras on the pet so they know they're okay. This oh, is yeah. what I, I feel Instagram is doing <laughs> this for me with you so I can check up on you. And my word, you got busy last night, didn't you, Dave Cripps? Yeah, so it was, um, it was the lockdown equivalent of one of those nights where you go to the pub for a quick pint and then you're out until 5am dancing. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those... <laughs> where it just spirals a bit accidentally mm. so the very short version of the story is we did our annual cocktail uh, party which we're doing once a week now and by cocktail, <laughs> I was I mean, say, it's not annual at all it's like it's daily uh, isn't it yes the word annual is wrong my brain isn't working <laughs> weekly cocktail party um and uh yeah and by cocktails i mean put some booze in a punch bowl and, and mix it up and drink it mm. uh and after the, the the party the next night we realized we had a bit left over that we put popped in the fridge so Lovely, yeah. it was kind of like a, a chain reaction problem where we're like oh we'll finish that and then we finished it but there wasn't quite enough and then it was like well we'll just make another batch because to top that you know and then it just spiraled and we ended up making another wow. five or six batches of punch and dancing till 5am oh my word my head head is all of it it's my my first proper lockdown hungover today i'd say i mean it it looked like you were making quite a lot of noise now have you had any complaints from the neighbors or is it very well soundproof no i mean without wishing to go into quite boring sort of structure of my flat oh no i'm very happy to get yeah i'm interested i also saw you had a piano that you've been playing quite a lot on your instagram stories and i was curious what the neighbors thought yeah you've made yourself a soundproof sex pit haven't you (laughs) (laughs) um there's no there's no one below us because uh i've got a backwards flat so all the bedrooms are on the ground floor uh, and then the living room's on the on the first floor right um and underneath is just the car park and you know the rest of our flat that's it yeah and then on each other side of the living room is basically only living room space if you see what i mean right so there's no bedrooms to wake people up there's very thick walls and concrete you don't hear any noise anyway oh that's good but I've done the sort of I've done the surveying, and I, there's a three-way border on our living room of just living rooms. So basically, if people are still up, doesn't matter about the noise so much. If mm. they're in bed, they're not in that room. All fine. I, I reckon an architect has thought that through. That's not an accident, is it? That's not an accident. No, it was very, very well done, everybody. Fucking architects are fucking sexy, aren't they? They don't get enough cred. Do you know what I mean? 
I'd love to be an architect. And, and by, well, by which I mean, like, I used to like making houses on The Sims. Yeah. But, you know, it's, like, <laughs> I, it's one of those things where I don't, I know that there's more to it than just yeah. going, it'd be good to have a living room there, wouldn't it? And mm. oh, what about a door there? But then you have to do all the actual skillful stuff. And I don't, I've got no interest in doing that. I just want yeah. to sort of draw a house. Yeah, do, doodle a nice <laughs> plan. I think you should download The Sims, Dave. I think that that's yeah. what you need to do today. Yeah just get on yes. it we've, we've been on heavily on mario kart today it's now got to the stage where all four members of my family are into mario kart so actually you've got a four-year-old right and a seven-year-old yep. and a 39-year-old speaking and then a 40 <laughs> year old right and all four of us fucking love it it's so much fun great game isn't it oh my god it is a classic it's an absolute classic and you just play again and again and again but it does feel like you're sprinkling your brain in in sugar do you know what i mean it just feels yes yes it's it's hitting some kind of switch we've got that in our flat at the moment but with uno much more old school classic card game we have got a league of uno where we play per tournament we play 10 rounds of uno whoever wins the 10 rounds then wins one league and we're trying to get to 100. So we've got oh, a big fantastic. chart on the. But we literally just play, you know, every opportunity for a break, at lunch, at dinner, before bed. We just, uno, uno, uno. It's, it is like oh. flicking a switch in your brain. It's brilliant, yeah. though, because we were going to look back on this. And this is the sort of thing you did as a student, right? And you spend the rest of your life looking back on your time as a student going, that was fucking great. And at the time, you were like, yeah, this is all right. But you look back on it going, that was fucking great. We are going to look back on this chapter in our lives, right? Despite the serious side to corona, the, these elements of it we're going to look back on and go oh that was fucking great that I really think we will yeah do you think yeah. I hope so part of me is worried that I'm just wasting my life I'm like I could be writing my first novel right now and instead I'm literally playing 10 hours well, of Uno a day mate write a novel about an U- Unoist <laughs> It's research. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. I can then justify it. You're welcome. There you go. Just as long as you credit me, because I know several people who've written novels in my life, and I am yet to have a dedication. <laughs> no, really? No, yeah, Including no. your wife's well, first novel. And indeed, I know, I've found out a couple of days ago, the second novel is almost complete, touch wood. And I said, who's that one being dedicated to? Sort of, I was sort of thinking that the first one, which, you know, became a top 10, a top ten bestseller, you know, it would be nice if my name was very much at the front and centre. <laughs> mm, what, you mean on the front cover? Well, she did, yeah, in in that I thought she might have called herself Beth Price, but she didn't. She stuck with her, you know, name she was born with, whatever. Bloody Jermaine Greer. And then, right? And then uh, then I thought, well, at least I'll get a dedication up top, you know, thanks to my husband, without whom none of this would, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely not. She dedicates her book to her mum and dad who, who raised her, whatever. Who made her. Can I, guess, can I guess who the second one's dedicated to? Go on. Uh, do you know? Well, listen, there's, there's, there's only three options, really, aren't there? Is well, it Polly, your dog? Dave knows my wife very well. Let me tell you something, Dave. Is it? Let me tell you something. The first book, right, was dedicated to Polly the dog. No. Before I said, <laughs> before I, this is actually genuinely true, before I intervened and went, listen, you can't dedicate your book. You can't. In, in, in full it view. the whole book. In full view of your parents, right? Imagine how awkward that book launch is going to be. When your parents are there, fine. If the parents are dead, dedicate it to whoever you want to dedicate it to. But but you can't dedicate. So I said. So she she undedicated it to Polly, and she dedicated it to her parents. So the second book, I found out who that one is dedicated to. It's not Polly. Well, it is Polly. It's Polly and the kids. Oh my god! And not you. She's made a choice to exclude you there. Seriously, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm really yeah. I'm I'm NFI'd to page zero of all of my wife's novels. Is she doing that thing that I used to do as, uh, as a teenager if I'd go on holiday with um, with my boyfriend and my family where 
me and my mum would negotiate it so that there was always a picture without the boyfriend in it just because we'd know that eventually <laughs> it'd be awkward having to cut him out oh my god i did that to a girlfriend <laughs> we went to my brother's wedding in france and there was the big family photograph of not actually not the big family photograph the big one is okay but exactly that helen there was a photo of the <laughs> of the sort of inner crew with all the plus ones and i yeah. i asked i asked her to, I, I got a picture taken of us without her because i knew i was going to finish it not long after the wedding. <laughs> Oh no! You know what? It's awful at the time, but looking back, it's great because then you can put things up on your mantelpiece without. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, picture politics. That is a really elaborate uh, way of breaking up with someone, by the way, Tom. Take, I know taking exactly. I think she them to France and saying, uh, "Oh, just would you mind stepping out of this photo?" And uh, yeah. I'll be honest, this is the reason why. <laughs> uh, and we're on separate flights back. I think I came up with a ruse. I think I said something like, I mean, I was 18 at the time. Not that that excuses it, but it does a bit. I think I said something like, oh, can you go and can, we, can you get some more drinks? And I think she went to get, it was her turn to go and get drinks in the bar, at which point I went, right, go, 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 quick, 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 photo, photo. So if you look at the photo of the core family, we all look a bit tense in case X comes back <laughs> from the bar. Well, what's going on here? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's not part of you worried that that is what your wife is doing with the dedication of the book. I mean, I hadn't put that read on it, I'll be honest, Helen, but, you know. Yeah, but but Helen's right. Do you know what? Helen is right that Beth has now dedicated yeah. the books to all the people yeah. that she is guaranteeing will be in her life forever, I, a.k.a. the kids, the dog, and, yeah. you know, yeah. and her parents, the people who she will never regret dedicating a book to. And they, well, they I, have, yeah. I have supplied her with two absolute, well, one of the kids is nice. You know, I've supplied her with a, <laughs> a, a, a nice child and a half. Uh, and you and co-created, Tom. I wouldn't say supply. Co-created. Co- well, supply does feel like. Also, your job doing that is pretty much done, surely. Well, yeah, I think you're, uh, you know, see above, mate. We've bought a Nintendo. My parenting days are over. That's, <laughs> I'm just, I'm having. A, um, I've had. A, can I tell you guys? I've had a really, I've had a stressful couple of days. Uh, you, do you ever, do you ever get these days where everything fucking breaks? Yes. My God. Sort of. Are you talking mental breakdowns yeah well i don't know i don't know if my physical surroundings are starting to reflect my mental ones but maybe so my uh my my late father's really nice office chair which i have sat at recording this very podcast and many other shows besides sitting here right doing my work in my home studio and it's an old office chair which actually doesn't look like much but when it's got you know nostalgic whatever um emotional value what's it called what's the word i'm looking for not nostalgic sentimental thank you and uh it has you know and I think I, I've been saying that I'm getting fitter and fatter. I've been going on loads of runs, getting fitter and fitter and fitter, <laughs> really pleased about my running, but I'm getting I'm fucking big, right? And I'm sitting on this chair yesterday, finished uh, two days ago, finished recording something, leant back in a smug, self-satisfied way, as one does at the end of, you know, pouring out the liquid comedy gold. The fucking chair snapped. I snapped a chair. <laughs> Please say you were recording. Did you get it on tape? Yeah, yeah, you can hear me going, Jesus Christ! Oh, God! Oh, God! <laughs> And this 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 chunk of metal, it's, and it's um it's um it's like an iron girder that goes down the middle of the chair underneath. So it's a swivel chair with a with a a, a fat iron pole. Like imagine if you're in a pub beer garden and it was a it was a metal pole holding up a, a big awning or umbrella or something. And that's what it's like underneath. And I literally leant back so hard that I bent and then snapped metal. That's that is kind. Of, that is very impressive. Yeah, and then I went downstairs really dismayed and depressed and sort of appeared and started explaining what had happened. And my uh, youngest son knocked my mobile phone off the table. Yeah, off the table, a table no. not that high, onto a onto a, a slate floor. And it, you know, sometimes it just catches the sweet spot. No, you've not broken your phone. Yeah, the phone screen went. Oh, it all happened within about an hour. So I'm wondering whether to. I don't know what I should do. Do you? Does one take a sign from the gods that they hate you or this sort of thing? What What do you do? 
I don't know. It's really hard. I keep having re- recurring dreams that I drop my laptop in the bath because I think we're so dependent on things. And so when things break during this time, it, it, it does feel more stressful yeah. than normal. I mean, it's, it's fair to say that I have spent, in terms of percentages, the amount of lockdown that I've spent sitting at that chair looking at this phone, it, it's like 18... Honestly, it's about 80% of lockdown has been spent with those two items and they both broke within an hour. What is happening? I wonder if that's it. They've, they've, the pressure's got to them and they've sort of self sabotage you know they jumped off the bridge yeah but if things are breaking from overuse i mean my penis is absolutely fine so i just i don't understand <laughs> hello monks we have a confession to make uh-huh. it's just another hello well done everyone great stuff that's the monday choir working well cool yes hello monks day of course which normally means it's dedicated all to you and we catch up with you blah I've been blah, blah i've been usurped <laughs> I'm afraid so. And uh, it's not that we don't value you on this podcast, Helen Monks. Yeah, in fact, yeah, the very yeah, opposite, yeah. you know, we value you so much that we still wanted to have you on on Helen Monks Day because let's face it, without it, it's, it's, it's just Monday, the, the isn't title it? just doesn't mm. make any sense. Yeah. Um, and, and also Matt Lucas Day doesn't really have any sort of pun-based value. Like, we're, how are we going to get Matt Lucas on this podcast, for goodness sake? Ironically, we did record him on Sat on Matterday. Oh! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so sorry about that, Helen. But what I would say is, if you're going to be sort of nudged to one side for a week, who better to be nudged by than Matt Lucas? Uh, 100%. And also, you can probably hear from the many noises I've been making. I'm so sorry. I'm quite busy today, actually, making some donuts. So it's perfect. It's worked out for everybody. <laughs> See, an absolute treat. Uh, and we've already recorded this, that we say. And the first thing we do allude to uh, is is Helen Monk's Day. So we do have a quick chat with Matt Ooh. about Helen Monk's Day. So he's very aware of Helen Monk's Day and he's very respectful, I'd say, mm. of the tradition. He's so, all right, you guys feel... are forgiven. I understand that that has made my Helen Monk's Day. Mm-hmm. The fact that Matt Lucas knows. Yeah, he knows about it. <laughs> exactly. He That's knows. it. Exactly. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, on that note, I think go and make your donuts, Tom. Play a little sting, and then it's probably just it's it's Lucas from here on in, isn't it? Should we just yeah? Should we Lucas it all the way home? Let's do it. Hello, monks. We love you. We'll see you next Hello, monks day. We love you. I just refer to myself as we. Oh God, all the way to end. <laughs> well, I like that you're doing that whilst holding the remains of a bin in your hands. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah Norris, and this is my husband, Carl Donnelly. And we have a new podcast for you. It's called the Keith Cheggers Podcast, and it's about pregnancy, because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And inside your belly. Yeah, so we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy, talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with the pregnancy, so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe, and have a listen to the Keith Cheggers Podcast. Bye. Bye. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, Dave, it's guest time. Guest time. Uh, usually on a Monday, it's just myself and Tom and Helen Monks off of the telly on what we call Helen Monks Day. Oh, we've added a second guest mm. today, haven't we, Tom? And let's be honest, no offence, Helen, a much better yep. guest. Uh, Matt Lucas, good morning, afternoon, evening, as, you know, we don't know when people are listening. Hello there. I feel I feel rather sad for Helen. <laughs> we all do, but for different reasons. <laughs> She'll always be Helen yeah. Monk's day. You know, it's she's, she's had a whole day of the week named after her. Yeah, she's fine. fine. What's she moaning about? Exactly. Um, how are you this this fine uh, Helen Monk's day? We'll, we'll, still, we'll still refer to it as that rather than Monday. I'm good, thank you. I was up very early in the morning to do an interview for Australian television, and I think, because um, I set my alarm at like the last possible minute before I had to get up, which is what like I normally do. Yeah. And then I did the interview. And then um, when I was in the bathroom afterwards, I realized that I had all those sort of pillow crease lines down my face. You know, when you sleep on a pillow and then you get all those sort of indentations in your face. So I yeah. think I, I think I, I'm on the television with like pillow crease lines on my cheeks. But apart from that, life is good. That is the main reason we do audio only medium here on uh, Cabin Fever. Yes, Matt. I'm all for that. Pillow creases down our faces uh, every time we do this. But there you go. No one will ever know. Just think of all those people in Australia right now just saying, I, lo- I really love Matt Lucas and I love the baked potato song, but that face is so creased that's, you know that's what they're going to think of you now well it isn't it isn't generally to crease the face but um <laughs> it just it just uh well i i was i was filming the, uh, yesterday for hours and hours and hours and i was ever so tired and so it was mm. it was from a very deep slumber that i woke how, can we just get a sense of this from what how long was the time in between deep slumber and broadcasting to a nation was it like 10 minutes or was no. it like 3 minutes I'd say four. <laughs> there wasn't a lot in it. Oh, it's yeah. dangerous doing interviews from home. It, like, would you believe right yeah. now I'm lying on my bed in just my pants and you don't know if that's true or not? No, we, we will never know. We can never know. Unless, Dave, do you live next door to Matt? Not that I know of, but I haven't peered into my neighbour's windows since I moved much, so maybe it's time to start that trend. I've only got windows at the front because I live in a muse house. We've got no back. No, no back? No. What's on the back then? Well, there's there's not there's not really wi- there's little window at, in the back, but that's kind of it. it. I don't know. You can't quite open it fully. You can't. It's not a window where right. you can see out of. If that makes sense. Do you feel at the moment? Well, I've certainly got this where we live because we live on a little cul-de-sac, right? And I really feel like we're getting to know our neighbours a lot better. Sometimes for good, sometimes definitely for ill. But there's like a like in terms of op- there's a lot of open windows. I'm starting to tune into plots that are going on 
with other couples living nearby. Are you getting this as well? People sort of neighbourliness wafting across the, the, the breeze? Yeah, there's there's very nice people in uh, my road. I've never really had a crossword with anyone in my road, and, and it's a little muse and um, lots of little houses. I think most of them are two-bedroom houses. I think that's what mine is. And and um, the people are, are very nice and friendly. I'll tell you what, you can always tell how nice your neighbours are by how they treat your pets. Oh, excellent. Yes. Well, go on. Tell us Well, all. I had two dogs until recently, and I very sadly lost them both in quite a short space of time. And, oh, man. And, but, yeah, that's no, it's rubbish. But thanks. But but um, they were all the neighbours were ever so kind, uh, when, especially when they knew the dogs were ill, you know, because it was quite obvious, I think, by the end, you know, they were mm. ageing and ailing. And um, they were, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky, actually, because I live... I once lived in a flat and I had nightmare neighbours upstairs who flooded my flat three times and they um one and they one of them left a poo in the um hallway on the stairs. What? On purpose or do you think as a Well I of- just I couldn't work out if it was if it was just neglect or um I don't know what I don't know how it got there, but there, there was a poo there, and and I thought, oh, it might be time to live somewhere else now. Wow! Imagine if that was a, imagine that was a planned thing. Like they really hated you, and they were. How can we let him know? I'm, I'm going to take a shit on the stairs. That's why. No, because do. because because it was a block of flats, and the poo was oh, okay. a couple of floors down. So I right. don't think it was directed at me. I don't think it was a right. comment on my work. Okay, see, so I'm instantly being paranoid. I just think all poos are about me, Matt. That's that's what I've got to stop doing. Well, that's narcissism mm, for you in its purest form, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a shitty narcissist. <laughs> um, this is a question, Matt, that we ask uh, all of our guests, and this just happens to be relevant to you in a way that hasn't been to everybody else. But you've had a quite a potato-based lockdown so far, haven't you? It's been very unusual and unexpected, and I've just sort of gone with it, really. I, I was uh, um, watching TV about a month ago, and... and so I was isolating because I've got asthma, but a lot of people weren't isolating yet. And it made me very unnerved. And I, I sat at my little piano and it just came to me to rewrite my old baked potato song that I did 20 years ago on Shooting Stars. That was pretty, mm. I wouldn't say it was completely forgotten because probably once a week somebody would tweet me about it, but it wasn't. I don't know. I don't necessarily think it was on people's minds. And I did this tweet about it and I, and I, and I just put it up. I tweeted a new version of the song where I changed what the baked potato says, this wise potato for, um, to, to have him talk about some do's and don'ts in the pandemic. So I thought it was kind of cute for little kids because their routine is massively disrupted and they've got to learn new things. But also, also for some of the adults that were still going to pubs and restaurants. And I put it on Twitter just as a, thing and I didn't really think anything of it and I'd spent my time uh, working with uh, Damien Lewis and Helen McCrory and John Vincent who's the CEO of Leon I'd been spending my time working with them to to uh, to set up this venture called Feed NHS which gets uh, hot nutritious meals made by the restaurant industry uh, delivered for free to critical care workers at NHS hospitals because of course they were finishing their shifts and the supermarkets were empty. And, and if they wanted to get something during their shift, all the, all the restaurants around the hospitals are, are closed. And so it started out as a London venture. Now it's gone. We're in Birmingham and Manchester this week. And we've now sold, served, I think, nearly 100,000 meals so far, oh, thanks wow. to donations from the Amazing. general public. And so I was more focused on that than the baked potato. But though I should say that Damien and Helen and John are doing all the, the real legwork 
you know, and I'm are, they, I'm, sli- are I'm, they slightly annoyed now that you've stolen the limelight with the baked potato song? They're out there delivering meals. Well, I've no. Well, they're they're out there sort of making phone calls to NHS trusts and things, okay. and uh, uh, doing all of that. And yeah. I'm I'm sitting here singing about a potato because <laughs> because while I was sort of trying to to do good things, uh, the the potato just me at my piano singing about this potato went viral. And um, sort of within 48 hours, it had about 3 million views. And, and somebody, uh, and they started showing it on TV. And then my friend said to me, why don't you record it as a single and release it for charity? So it was that night of the first uh, clap for the NHS, that Thursday night. I was in my room sort of recording some vocals in a rather Tim Pot fashion. And, um, and then we got it released as a single with a lovely cartoon video and bizarrely it went to number one in the itunes charts number one in the downloads charts and all the proceeds from the song go to feed nhs and now the song's been successful we're doing a little cuddly toy again with the, all the profits going to feed nhs and we've done this book uh for kids which is a sort of um it's the it's the cartoon video but with loads of extra added bits to it and it is the most beautiful book and i have to thank egmont publishing for for just having the idea let's turn this song into a book and also doing it at cost because no one's making a profit from it and um working so quickly and i also have to thank scott coelho who's the this amazing illustrator who because you see it, it the baked potato on the original tv show was this puppet you yes. see but i wanted an animated video because uh, I thought it would be good to do a video with the song. And I remember meeting Scott just socially in a bar. We had mutual friends and we met about 10, 11 years ago in a bar. And I just remember at the time thinking, he calls himself Cribble. If anybody goes to Cribble, I think it might be Cribble.net. You can see his amazing illustrations in lots of different styles. And I just thought, oh, he's quirky. And mm. I wonder if he'd be up for doing this video. And again, he did that for free. And everybody's been been working for free. And um, so far, this uh, Feed NHS initiative, thanks to the generosity of people, thanks to some sales of the song and hopefully now the book, and thanks to obviously the incredible work that Damien and Helen and John are doing, because as I say, they're doing the hard work. Uh, we, we've raised over £1.1 million now. It's and amazing. So, that's yeah, incredible. so we went. We started off in London, and we've gone to Birmingham and Manchester now. And we want to obviously get outside of just England. Yeah. Um, so we're look, you know, we're looking at, uh, at the other countries in the UK. And uh, but again, you know, all these restaurants. So the thing is, right, that that if you think of like all the food that comes in this country, it comes in two ways. There's the whole supply chain that takes food to the supermarkets and mm. and grocers shops. And, and the other supply chain, which is um, all the restaurant industry, there's 50 million meals a day, hot meals a day, served in restaurants and cafes and pubs and hotels and schools and offices and theatres and concert venues and shopping malls and all that. And all that hot food was being, it was being thrown away. Oh, so the supermarkets mad, were empty. Yeah. yeah, that was being thrown away. Those jobs were being lost. So the other good thing that Feed NHS does is that it's actually it's, it's kept some people in employment, which is good, and keeps those supply chains going. You know, and mm. people, everybody's working very safely and observing all the all the distancing rules and everything like that. But really, the credit should go to you know Damien and Helen and John for having this idea 
and also for all of the people who are who are providing the food, all the restaurant chains who came on board with us, chains like, uh, well, there's Leon restaurants, but also Dishoom and Avocado and Wasabi and Rosa's Thai. All these, all these chains have so kindly come on board. All the people that are delivering the food, making the food, and of course, obviously the the critical care workers at NHS hospitals who mm. you know who are the heroes of our time aren't they really yeah they really are it feels yeah it's just it feels lovely to think that that not that there's ever been a debate about whether or not they're heroes but we now know forever we will our generation will now know forever that lot are heroes and it seems such a simple thing but i think we now know that so so viscerally after all this i think so i think so and also um obviously just the carers in hospitals, uh, and uh, sorry, not in hospitals, in, in care homes, and uh, obviously teachers still going into school and teaching teaching from home. Uh, I think it sounds weird for, uh, for a comedian to say this, but the police, I think, have a really hard job at the moment, you know, trying to encourage people to uh, understand you know what we do and don't need to do but but they're doing it with with good humor and and uh and i feel i feel like people are coming together uh really it's been amazing yeah. Which, and, it's, fair, it's fair to say the country's needed maybe over the last few years they've had this moment and everyone seems to have yeah this come together yeah, yeah the other nice, ones nice. The, the other people i mean those the, the post services the delivery drivers i mean yes. I'm, I'm i just think uh uh you know, it's tough. You know, those those long distance lorry drivers they they normally stop off at service stations, but of course they're not really open, are they, at the moment? Oh, maybe the toilets are, but I don't think they're. I don't think those cafes are open at the service stations. So it's mm. tough. It's tough for people. But I'm, mm. you know, so so sometimes people say well done to me, and I'm literally in my house singing about a potato. <laughs> Simple. Everyone's got to bring their own skills to the party, Matt. That's that's how this yeah. uh, that's how this camaraderie is working. Just because I just I love the idea that you know Damien, Helen, and John are like right okay guys, we need to speak to food suppliers, we need to speak to NHS trusts, and and Matt's like I'm just going to stay at home and write a song about a potato. Yeah, cool. All right, guys, cheers. <laughs> yeah, and I've been doing these duets online as well. I did with Gary Barlow and Brian yeah. May. And the Brian uh, May one that is wild, isn't it? That, like, yeah, that's great. I just they keep popping wild, up on my yeah. Twitter and just like I think the Brian May one was the one where I just went, "This is this is insanely great." Yeah, there's there's more coming. There's a there's a Rick Astley did we did a duet and he also did his own cover version of the song. <laughs> yeah. And um, I've got I've got some more duets coming every few days, and and it's it's fun. It keeps the message out there. And you know anyone who who likes the song, uh, people are people are uploading their own versions of the song all the time in different genres. And yeah. have you seen Curtis Tiger? The Curtis Tiger one is yeah, is, what wonderful! I love yeah. his voice. I love his voice. I, I've seen him a couple of times at the um, at Ronnie Scott's, and okay. um, he's brilliant. So we're doing a duet together now. Uh, he's going to play the sax on that, and oh, um, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to give away who else is doing the duets, but. But um, there's some fun people and and um, uh, different styles. I think that's what that's what's interesting to me is the idea of just reinventing the song in different ways. The du- the duets are brilliant, but I think some of my favourite things to watch have been just the, the the rafts of videos of kids like so enthusiastically and passionately singing it. Like they're they're just so joyous every day. It's one of those strange things I think in general. This phenomenon that you've sort of created is that you know when things come out on Twitter and on Instagram, whatever. And about a few days later, people are still doing it, and you're like, no, we're bored of this now. It's gone. And that the opposite seems to be happening with this. Is every time a new one comes 
comes out. There's just it's like genuinely a couple of minutes of joy when you just sit and watch it and go, ah, do you know what? The world's all right, isn't it? Do you know it's weird? I, I know this is going to sound a bit pretentious, so forgive me. Um, it's a very weird thing to to write a song twenty years ago and sort of just do it, and then it comes back bigger than it ever was. Mm. But I was thinking, you know, somebody said to me, well, what what type of song is this? What style is it? And I thought it was like a music hall. <laughs> song like uh i do like to be beside the seaside almost but yeah. uh, it is what i said you know i felt it was it was like that but actually i know it's gonna sound really pompous so forgive me but i think it's like a folk song is actually what i think it is and uh people take ownership of it and that that to me is really thrilling to because i've been writing little songs for years and i used to do them in shooting stars and they sort of they sort of gone by without anybody noticing them, which is fine, you know, because there's real musicians out there. But when you get like people like Rick Astley and Curtis Steigers actually covering your song, I've got Entrance contacting me to say, could he do a remix? I was like, yeah, go Philly Boots. <laughs> Philly Boots, it's just dangerous. I do think there's danger because there's, there's a bit of Baby Shark about it. It's dangerous that, that you because you listen to it and you make a bit of a deal with the devil because it doesn't really leave you, does it? Well, no, that's the thing. You aren't that. There's a danger you might become baked potato man. But to be honest, that isn't. That's no bad thing if that's what you're known as now. You know, it's like it's all what, right. what a trade, mate. It's exactly. Also, can you do me a favor? As and when this whole lockdown thing loosens and we go back to normal life, there there has to be a live gig. But what I would love to see, I'm just going to throw this idea out there, that you you do the baked potato uh, baked potato gig where you do a whole night right at a big venue and the only song you sing is "Thank You Baked Potato." <laughs> For the whole what, just again different and again people. in different styles, with different, different, styles. different people. Yeah. yeah. Different yeah. duets, get some kids know, out to do their that version. Is, that is, uh, well, I mean, I, what I like is the idea of uh, being at Ali Pali and there's just you there <laughs> in that case. <laughs> yeah, but I will buy every seat in the house. I'm happy to do well, that, that's cool. It's just you I don't me. know. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is quite a wild idea that they, that's the only song we've sung the whole night. And, <laughs> yeah. and we yeah. just sing it about 40 times. Because it's only a minute long. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, I think that's pushing it. But who who knows? Uh, that that's you know. I, I think uh, 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 if it's for a good cause, I think it would be it would be a fun yeah. thing to do. See? I think I'm, I'm imagining like the sort of London 2012 opening ceremony sort of vibe. So you don't have to sing it consistently, <laughs> but the sort of potatoes coming out from the the ground, and you know, there's just a lot of a lot going on. Different guests coming yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a weird it's a weird thing because it is it is growing. You know, we're doing uh, we've done a little cuddly toy. Um, and a t-shirt and the book and that is we've had other offers to do other things but I just think I think that's fine and they're all affordable and they're all ethically made and uh, all the all the um, profits go to Feed NHS so I think like it's been it's been uh, it's been a fun and uplifting thing but it also it does have a purpose you know well it has two really doesn't it because one is to remind kids about those simple rules i felt and the other is to raise funds but i did feel mm. it's very tough for kids isn't it because they're so used to routine in their lives and now they've got to swap these routines for a whole new routine it's 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 i've got two i've got two of the little the children things how old are they i've got a 4 and i've got a 7 have they heard the song yeah mate yeah oh, that's nice it. 
Of course. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, Vape But also, thank you, Vape Potatoes. This is what I was going to say to you. It's becoming casual chat in our house. So instead of using just the word thank you for anything, yeah, pass me in the right control, thank you, we're all now calling each other Baked Potato. Everyone's saying, <laughs> oh, thank you, Baked Potato. Like, oh, yeah, I do. I do. My housemate's called Jamie, and uh, uh, he calls me like Matt Potato. I call him Jamie yeah. Potato. We do it without even thinking. <laughs> the, um, that's it's really the, weird. Nothing makes me laugh more on a daily basis than when you just reply to people that have done versions of their own songs, just sort of saying, thank you, Sally Potato. <laughs> or it just the, yeah. the idea of putting potato on the end of someone's name i don't know why it tickles me but every single time i laugh out loud no it's i think i think because there's a bit of potato in all of us isn't there really ultimately exactly. do you know i love I, I, I mean i say this but not in a sinister way but I, I, some of my favorite clips are of very 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 young babies like they're like sort of a year old and they hear the song and they just sort of and when it finishes they go again and yeah. I feel so sorry for their parents. I think, oh my God, you've got to listen to it. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know you've made something good when that happens, though. It, it's an great. evil fundraising earworm, that's for sure. I have to pay tribute to Kevin Frost, who's, who's the, the orchestrator. So, you know, I write songs at the piano and then I give them to him and he sort of realises them. You know, he'll, mm. he plays the instruments. And of course, we did it all remotely. That's the other weird thing is I was mm. sort of just in my bedroom trying to record some vocals. He was in his little home studio. Scott was in his house doing the video. And the kind of three of us did it. But there was a there was a whole team of people who've all come together, all waved their fees to to get behind it. I don't know. I mean That's it might so have nice. a life beyond this in some way. I don't know. It's a character. I mean it might be nice to do a cartoon uh one day of him or something like that. Oh yeah, um, there's definitely, definitely a kids show in it somewhere, isn't there? Surely a little like the cartoon potato. Maybe. If anybody yeah. wants to see it, why not? There um, it is. I do. Kids do. Yeah. We're, in, we're into that. I will just give one apology, uh, apart from the earworm, which is to all those uh, parents who come to cook dinner and reach into the vegetable rack and find that their potatoes have faces drawn on them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really, really good idea. Because I think... Yeah, I think I, I, yeah, so if any... I don't know many kids listen to this specific podcast. This feels more like a parental podcast. But yes. um, I, I always tell kids, draw on it, uh, paint the face with ketchup and Marmite and things like that. Then That's you can still eat it. Great idea. Yeah, edibles. Oh, edible so yeah. It's perfect. Because we are not just hungry for food at the moment. We are hungry for activities. Any activity that kills some time between now and the end of lockdown, be it 10 minutes or an hour, that is genius. Well, the baked potato book uh, that, you know, uh, has the song also has some great activities to do in the, in the back of it. Um, so, so why not get the book four ninety nine? All profits to Food NHS. I'm a, yep. I am a, I. You know, I'm wasted. I should be selling Bibles, really. <laughs> and it's uh, it's out on the 4th of May. Just uh, there's there's my other bit of info for you. 4th of May, four ninety nine. It is, but you can yeah. order it. You can order it already. You can you can don't delay. You know, you yeah. go to Amazon Waterstones. You can you can already, you can do not delay. You can already already order it. And and the, and if you actually if you come to thankyoubakedpotato.com, uh, we're going to have the cuddly toy up on sale soon, which will also be for a fiver and. Um, uh, and when you squeeze it, it plays the song. Oh, that's, that is going to annoy a lot more parents, isn't it? And that is great. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Oh, Matt, so thank perfect. you so much for talking to us on Camp Fever. Just before, the, the last thing I just want to say, actually, you mentioned, because um, obviously it's a, it's a song from Shooting Stars originally, and you sort of, I, I don't know, you were sort of umming and ahhing on the fact that those songs had been long forgotten, which reminded me, and I'm just, I've just 
dug it out from my phone. I've actually got a screenshot of my phone from a, a day a couple of years ago where I had two separate text conversations, one with my friend Chris, one with my friend Matt, and uh, these conversations were started by each of those two people individually on the same day, and it's just a back and forth, and they both started the conversation with just in 1942, and it's just us going back and ah. forth with the lyrics of 1942, 1942, Invented the Shoe. So they do live on, Matt. Don't yeah. never, never worry. Oh well, that's that's nice to know. Yeah, that's um, that's from 2008. I did that one. That's that's a uh, a fun. That's a fun. Song. I look like. If you if you look at that clip, I look like Colonel Sanders, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you do actually. I've never really thought about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, those George Dawes songs are fun. You know, I might I, I, out of all of this, I was thinking of maybe writing a musical and and, get, and revisiting some of those old songs and writing some new ones and seeing oh, if I can so nice. squeeze them into a plot somewhere. It could be fun. Yes. Yeah, definitely. How was that? Gives you how? So this is sort of just off topic now, and just because I like musicals. But how was how was the sort of second lay is uh, burst that you did oh you know uh well I, we did the staged concert last year with alfie bow and john owen mm. jones and michael ball as javert and carrie hope fletcher and um i you know it was four months and i had the best time and one of uh, the cast were just good fun and and uh the lady who plays my wife madame Tenardier. uh we played it together eight years earlier in the west end and it was so lovely to sort of still be married eight years on and and be this couple again and I and she's her name's Katie Seacombe and she's the daughter of Harry Seacombe and she's yeah she is she's so funny she's such a brilliant comedian and so it's one of those things that when you share the stage with somebody who's really good I mean I, I, it's the same with with David Wallians you know when you when you share the stage with somebody who makes you laugh so much then then you you sort of you try and you have to raise your game you know to keep up with them and i felt like that with with katie where she was just so good that i just i had to always try and be be my best every night and um so we just had a great chemistry and just the cast were great the audiences i mean it was sold out and they were screaming it was like being uh it was like being the beatles you know and then everyone at stage door i mean it was it was a blast. And so, I mean, there, there were conversations about doing a sort of international tour of it, uh, of that Les Mis concert. But I know that uh, in, in the, this week or next week, they, they're they putting it on, um, you'll be able to buy the concert, I think, um, or, or, oh, or rent it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they filmed it. They filmed it and they live streamed it, right, on, on, on the last night. But they, they filmed a couple of shows and I think they've edited the best bits together, you know, to kind of and polished it up and polished yeah. the sound and and that and that is coming out in the next week or two, I think. Um, it might be the twentieth of this month, and um, but I might be wrong about that. It might not be out till later in the year. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know <laughs> it's coming out soon. And um, uh, they did a really good job of filming it, so people will be able to watch it. And hopefully, at some point, we'll all get together and. And do the concerts again in around the UK or internationally? It would be it would be great. What a great musical it is, Les Misérables! It's so mean, great, just, isn't it? It's, it's so, so great. Yeah, you just can't beat a great story, great lyrics, great tunes, and that's what that show has got. Which brings us right back to Baked Potato, because that's what hey. that song has got as well, guys. <laughs> Full Bless circle. You. There you Bless go. you.
Um, Matt, thank you so much for giving us your time and thank you for giving us this song. It's a, it's a, genuinely, it's been a gift during this lockdown. We all love it and uh, we love you. Thank you, Matt. It's been it has been a gift, although thank my you, sister does now uh, consistently ask me to stop playing it because I, I reckon I put it on at least <laughs> twice, twice a day and she's getting annoyed. Just but call her uh, Sarah Potato, mate. Exactly. Potato. If you buy the book, you might convert her. Exactly. Oh God, Perfect. you're back to the Bible again, mate. Stop it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, Matt Luke. I mean, I, Helen, Helen Monks, I know it's sad that we haven't had as much time with you as we normally would, but it was, that was worth it. That was absolutely worth it. He can have Monks Day every every week if he likes. Okay, cool. Sold. <laughs> That's great news. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm out of a job. That avoids the awkward conversation we were going to have, Tom, doesn't it? Thank goodness for that. She volunteered herself. <laughs> Helen Monks has just taken herself out of the wedding photograph voluntarily. Yes. <laughs> literally gone to the bar unbelievable yeah. sent to the bar that just shows how easy it is to break up with me if you ever want to go out with me and then break up with me you, you can have it on a plate <laughs> um, so tomorrow Tom it's Bill Tuesday yes. Cornelius will be back with the latest on the bill obviously we're reacting to the news as well that the bill yeah. is back on our screens which is something actually Helen just before we go that applies to you because oh, we've spoken yeah. before about Mary your flatmate who's My obsessed with the bill flatmate I, I really want to kind of start a thing against the metro newspaper because their headline was so misleading that mary came into the living room absolutely sobbing like tears down her face because she thought that the bill was back as in the bill as a a new series yeah yeah it said the cast are getting back together the bill is back but what it meant is they're getting back together to celebrate the repeat episodes but she'd only read the headline so she went from happy crying to sad crying in the space of about six seconds it was so sad mate Mind you, did you did you use that emotional dismay to thrash her at Uno? <laughs> I said I'll let you win, and then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Mary's gone through what the, the the world went through for the Friends reunion, like the exact same mm. thing, where everyone was yeah. like, "Friends is Friends reunion is happening again," and the world went, "Oh my god, yeah. it could be terrible, but that is exciting." And then small you know like small print under your breath it was like we're sort of getting together just to sort of have a little chat and then uh, that's it and that's basically what's happening with the bill but only mary cares yeah yeah only mary but she's still once she got over the shock she then was still excited by the fact that it's been repeated so can i just tell you something which is incredibly upsetting and obviously the bill you know helen monk's day happens every monday we had the bill on a tuesday and then other things over the course of the week obviously saturday has become shattered day uh because the brown note is released and thank you for all the brilliant feedback we've had on our twitter account very nice of you to get in touch what's partic- I've, got, I've actually got a balancing bit of balancing feedback uh, from my sister who obviously uh, is staying with me during lockdown yeah. we obviously had very bad hangovers this morning as we've alluded to yeah and um she said she has a bone to pick with you and us in general because she had cabin fever just on in the background when she was waking up this morning and then obviously auto played after the last episode and and the brown note just started playing and it did not do her hangover oh sorry sensibilities any good oh oh, yeah can i also say similarly hello and sorry to shelly um who tweeted us eating my breakfast leftover birthday cake uh, and listening to the brown note and the birthday cake does look like an enormous turd on a plate so apologies to shelly Um, but i'm yeah i do apologize for, for what happens on a chateau day. but can i just just flag up that the bill tuesday thing um we've had a couple of reviews on um on itunes on on podcast app right which is lovely oh, yeah. oh, very nice reviews uh, and there's a lovely long review here loving this nonsense every day um you know just some really nice it's a ruddy highlight of the week blah 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 do you know what they've called the review do you know what the headline of the review is what? so one of the other reviews for example is called excellent stuff 
right? That's nice. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. Sort of the headline. That's the headline. Review, yeah. The headline for this review is called Cornelius. <laughs> wow. Did he accidentally put the headline as his own name? No, nah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to write the sign off and he wrote it in the headline spot. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ed Balls. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. <laughs> he's absolutely Ed Balls. He's there, Ed he? Balls. Don't, okay, I feel better about that now. We've busted you, Cornelius. Maybe we'll bring this up with him tomorrow on the show for the Bill special, the Bill Tuesday. Bill Tuesday. See you then. Thanks, everyone. All the best. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.